This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Community Coffee Saints Coaches Show. Uh, Mike Detelier along with Bobby Bear. Mike Hall's still on his way back from London, so uh, wish Mike uh, safe travels back. It'll be a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show. The coaches coming back, getting ready for a Seattle Sunday. We have on with us now Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. Mickey, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Mike, uh, Bobby, it's good to be with you guys. Uh, um, it's good to be back in New Orleans. Mickey, uh, I got it's from an unconventional source, but I thought it was a really good question. Um, you've been in this business a long time, and you've been in starts where teams maybe didn't get off to a really good start. It was zero and four, one and three. In your position as general manager, executive vice president, uh, I, I think you want to be the calming force. Now, I'll let you tell a story, but how do you handle that with the head coach, also people around him, just sort of all the game plan that you sort of put up in the off season and to see that you didn't get off to a fast start. And they wanted to know kind of what you do behind the scenes to kind of help with Dennis Allen. And so he's new to being the head coach, but what you sort of are doing behind the scenes, not to have a knee jerk reaction by others, not you because you've been through this, but they got people in life, man, it's knee jerk reaction to everything. Yeah, um, well, I think most of the time that that comes from outside the building as opposed to inside the building. I mean, these, these games, you know, if, you, if you're in the league long enough, um, and even if you're not, you understand, uh, you know, the difference between winning and losing is such a small margin. And um, so I think oftentimes what you're trying to do is eliminate the noise from outside, stay the course, um, try to, you know, look, you have to do a good job of looking in the mirror and understanding what is keeping you from winning games. And, look, Dennis Allen, it's not his first time as a head coach. He's been a head coach, and I think that experience is really valuable for him. Um, 
and 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 look, he, he's he, I think he's pretty good at understanding you know what's keeping us from winning games and what we're doing well and how can we accentuate the things that we do well and eliminate the things that are keeping us from winning. And now, uh, I'm, I'm there to support that and help and help uh, uh, identify that. Uh, and everyone in our building is doing that. Okay, Bob. Now, now, Mickey, with all with all your experience, though, uh, I mean. Uh, when you have this kind of adversity and you look at the parity in the NFL, uh, that when we're leading, now it's a small sample size, but it is a, a sample size. When you're leading the league in uh, giveaways with 11 and penalties with a 34, with 34 uh, amongst uh, the leaders, uh, Micah told me I think Denver might have 36 now. When you look at Denver's record, look at the Broncos. Well, that's not uh, winning football. If you shoot yourself in the foot, uh, whether it's a turnover or a significant penalty. So how, how do you really address that? And the reason why I say this, because, you know, if it's one individual or something, then you just put somebody else. Uh, we're in a production business. But you had five different players who have fumbled or, you know, then like uh, 20 different guys commit a penalty. So I don't know. How do you address that as a team? Uh, because uh, to me, that's easier said than done. Yeah, I, I think a couple things is is that first of all you have to identify the issues, right? Um, and and look, our guys, no one feels worse about a turnover than the guy that commits it. You know, we've got conscientious guys that that uh, you know want to do well for their teammates and the organization. And so if if you commit a turnover, you're well aware of it. No one feels worse about it than the person that does it. Uh, but look, you still have to understand, you know, what are the circumstances of the turnover and how, you know, when, when you're in that position, how can you prevent it? And then look, the penalties is, is look, it's the same thing. You have to identify, Hey, what are the penalties that are getting called? How are they getting called? And what can I do as an individual uh, to eliminate that and not put myself in that position? And look, I think part of that is in practice and we have to look, be really conscientious of not doing those kinds of things, not doing the grabbing and pulling and practice that, that, uh, um, you know, is getting called in the games. And look, I don't necessarily agree with all the calls either, to be honest with you. And so those are the ones that are, that are perplexing is, you know, you're coaching guys to do certain things a certain way, and it's not getting called the way you interpret the, that, uh, um, you know, that particular rule or that particular technique. And that that's what gets a little frustrating. And I think we've had we've had a number of those. And, you know, Mickey, uh, what's a little bit perplexing, because I thought coming into this year, uh, you know, the different teams, you're not great in offense, great on defense, great on special teams. But the past few seasons, we have been outstanding on special teams and on defense. But this year, it's been kind of under the radar. And I'm talking about our coverage units. And uh, like our punt coverage or our punt return, I was just looking what occurred. Now I'm not even talking about the fumble by uh, by Hardy, uh, Deontay Hardy, and what occurred. But here's Rieger averaging. I can remember uh, looking at a number of games in the past, recent past. We would be the one averaging 11 and a half yards of punt return and only giving up two yards of punt return. It seems like that has not worked out for us. Now talk about that fumble, the fake punt. I'm not even talking about Lutz uh, with the field goals, whether he made it or not. But it seems like we were always amongst the best on special teams, and uh, that's not the case right now. We're on the, the bottom half of the league. Yeah, look, um, <clears throat> look, we know we're capable because we've got, you know, essentially the same personnel 
that we had a year ago and the year before that. You know, we've had a lot of the same guys, core group of guys, the special teams players. So we know we're capable, um, but it's a matter of execution. And, and so we have to get we have to get better at that. We have to, you know, coach better and play better and, and uh, you know, look at the way we're doing things. And, and we will. Look, we got, we've got really good coaches and we've got conscientious quality players on special teams, and, and I believe that will get fixed. This is Mike Detalia, and we'll be back with more of the Saints Coaches Show with special guests, Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis and the Cajun Cannon Bobby Abair, right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Mike Detilia along with the Saints legend Bobby Hebert. And we're talking Saints football with uh, Saints Executive Vice President, General Manager Mickey Loomis. Mickey, uh, I think you were probably like everybody else. My view of the second Lutz field goal, when he hit it, it looked straight as an arrow. And then we've seen it with these longer kicks. It starts to drift a little bit. I actually thought he hit it. You know, and then it, it hits the, the goalpost. It goes down. It From a TV standpoint, you couldn't see that it had hit the bottom bar two. Your thoughts on initially watching that kick? Because when you saw it, you said, man, he's going to make a second one from 60 yards. Yep, I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah we, we can we hear you now, man. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, you know, the first kick was really impressive. Did that 60-yarder. Uh, in that circumstance, um, was very impressive. And look, it cleared by a, a pretty decent margin. Um, when he got the opportunity to get the second one, look, I know that that you know Will's confident. You know, we're confident in him. And uh, I wasn't surprised that he hit a good kick. I, you know, I, listen. I I think I've been part of about 700 plus NFL games, and I think that's the first time I've had the double doink not go in, <laughs> which is. You know, awfully disappointing, um, but but yeah, he he hit a good ball and and it looked really good all the way to the end. Now, uh, you know, Mickey, looking at uh, the situation we're in, uh, it's all we're in a production business, and I I thought Andy Dalton was outstanding, uh, twenty of twenty eight, one hundred eight uh, quarterback rating. Now, obviously, uh, you don't want that fumble, and uh, I thought he managed uh, the game well. And he put us in the position uh, to come out on top. Uh, but what is your take? And uh, is it depending on the situation? It varies from team to team. And uh, I think money comes into play because if Russell Wilson's struggling with Denver, uh, they're not going in a different direction because they've invested all that money in him. But can a quarterback lose his job because of an injury? Now, what I mean by that is, like, for instance, you know, all of a sudden, Tony Romo's back's hurt, and Dak Prescott goes in there, and Tony Romo's uh, doing TV. So you can look at a number of different examples. Uh, you just look at uh, right now uh, with Cooper Rush, and then you got Dak Prescott, where they got a lot of money invested. But isn't it all about winning, no matter who's the guy in there? So what approach do you and Dennis take as far as uh, who would be the starting quarterback week in and week out? 
Does that uh, make a difference that uh, that Jameis Winston started the season as a starter and Dalton's the backup? Uh, does automatically, if he's 100% healthy, you go back to him? Uh, but what if a scenario, I'm just a hypothetical, what if, uh, like, uh, all of a sudden Andy Dalton's winning a number of games? Do you just pull him then and put in uh, Jameis Winston because you perceived him as a starter before the season began? Um, well, look, Bobby, that, that's that's – that's a good question, but here's the, the and I'd love to answer that is before the season starts in, in a hypothetical situation, just about any circumstance, but anything I see now is going to get interpreted one way or the other. So I'm not going to, I'm really not going to address that. I, I think, look, we always, we always are going to evaluate and say what gives us the best chance to win this week. Um, but there, there's so many variables that, that come into play here and, and I, I, honestly, I don't want to really get into that kind of speculation. Okay, but how about this, Mickey? Wouldn't you say that Andy Dalton did his job? I mean, I, I thought he played winning football yeah. for us to win in London. Yeah, I think Andy did a did a did a really good job. I think a number of guys did a did a really good job. I think Latavius Murray, uh, you know, came off the practice squad and did a good job for us. And I think uh, Kelvin Throckmorton, um, and there's some other guys too that played that that. Um, you had to play because of injury that, that did a really good job for us. Um, and so, you know, that's just, that's just the NFL. You know that. That's the NFL. You have to have guys step up and play when someone's not available. And, um, and, and fortunately, we, we've had some of that. But, look, we, we've got to, you know, find a way to, to turn these games into wins. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Mickey, uh, you bring up Latavius Murray. I, I thought he was outstanding. Uh, you look at it, uh, I mean – he flat out was, uh, if you look at just running the football, 5.2-yard average. I mean, you could say fresh legs or whatever. And listen, I'm a fan of Mark Ingham. I'm a fan of Latavius Murray and obviously Alvin Kamara. Does that even come into play when you talk about like a rotation? Okay, we all know uh, that Alvin Kamara is the number one running back. When, you, when you're trying to spell a running back or a rotation, and I'm not hating on Ingram. I'm not hating on him, but I just thought uh, that – if, if Mark Ingram was at one level, Latavius Murray was even a step up. They're only a month difference in age. Uh, I thought Latavius Murray, like you said, was outstanding. Yeah, look, I, I, listen, I'm glad we have all these guys. And, and, and uh, you know, Mark's done a good job for us. Alvin obviously is, is a great running back. And, and, and Mark's been really productive for us. I'm glad he's back on our team. And, and look, Latavius did a good job stepping up. Um, you know, in, in, as an injury fill-in, and look, we, we, we need all these running backs. You know, that's that's one thing about our league is that uh, you got to stack up the running backs, and and, and they're all going to have a role during the course of a season. Mickey, um, one of the I things. Also thought this. I also thought this. I thought that, uh, you know, our offensive line did a really good job of run blocking and pass protection in this game, and, and uh, that was encouraging. Mickey, one of the things more and more, and we just got off the phone with him. He said he was going to crank call you, Randy Mueller. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but one of the things, Randy and I have talked uh, quite a bit in the offseason. He says, Mike, this is becoming more and more of a backup league because starters are going to go down, and you don't want that Mount Everest drop-off out of position. Do, do you find that that's been a major change? And, and you always wanted to have good depth. But now because of 17 games, longer seasons, Thursday night games, Sunday night games, Monday night games, that the depth on a team, 
that it is becoming more and more of a backup league. Yeah, I think, you know, I think part and parcel with that is, boy, if you look at the, the end of the year, the teams that are in the playoffs and the teams that are winning more often than not, it's the teams that have been able to stay healthy during the course of the season. And look, a, a big part of that is, is just luck, to be honest with you. Um, and, and, uh, I, but that's been, been more and more the case recently is that, that um, I mean, you have to be able to stay healthy and, and look, you have to have guys that can step up and play. And part of that is, is, you know, making sure that you're developing your young players and the guys that are on the practice squad that, uh, um, you know, that start the year in the practice squad because that's the pool of players that you're going to when you get injuries. And, you know, I was looking at this just the other day. There's been, you know, the number of call-ups um, and, and guys that have been signed to replace um, uh, injured players has been almost exclusively uh, practice squad players. And so that development is really important. Sit tight. We'll be back with more of the Saints Coaches Show with uh, special guest, Saints Executive Vice President, General Manager Mickey Loomis, Cajun Cannon, myself, right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back here on the Community Coffee's Saints Radio Network. We're talking Saints football with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. Mike to tell you along with Saints... Legend Bobby Abair. Uh Mickey, one of the things, and man, you've had some bad luck with injuries uh, with the rookies, but, man, Chris Olave, he don't play like no rookie. Uh, and we've seen it one big play after another, certainly on that final drive, comes up with a big catch. But, man, what was impressive is he almost came up with another catch right near the sidelines. He couldn't get that foot in. Man, you'll look, you, you've been around a long time. Man, Chris Olave as a route runner and a setup guy, man, he's smooth as silk. He has really been as advertised when he came out of Ohio State. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that, Mike. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that, look, we really liked about him is that he had a maturity about him uh, along, with, um, along with being, you know, obviously a smooth route runner and fast and, and all those things, good hands, all those things that you're looking for in terms of traits. But, you know, one thing, you know, we've had a lot of Ohio State guys in our building over the years, and, and part of that is that, man, those guys, they've played in big games. They're used to, uh, uh, you know, high-pressure situations, being in the spotlight. It's not too big for them, and, and um, that's certainly been the case with Chris. It's not too big for him. Um He's, he's had a, a professional attitude from day one and has been impressive so far. And, and, look, he's off to a good start, but that's what it is. It's a good start. Now, uh, the, you know, Mickey, uh, the one area I thought, and uh, we've done that in the past, is that uh, we've been outstanding on third down defense, uh, but not so much third down offense. Now, we end up being, uh, which is to me, 
Uh, no, it's only, you know, we were 4 of 10, 40%. If you're 5 of 10, you're 50%. But uh, if you can somehow end up, you know, high 40s, uh, 50%, and we we're used to that with uh, Drew Brees and, uh, and Coach Payton. Uh, but the one thing I, I, I thought our defense, again, they were 5 of 14. Now, they got off to a fast start. Uh, they didn't really convert any third downs as the game progressed. So that's one area, and I'm sure Dennis Allen is emphasizing this. We've got to keep that up. We've been outstanding on third down defense and also outstanding in red zone defense, which, which we were number one last season. And you would take this every game. Now, you don't want to maybe to be in the red zone as much as, you know, five or six times. But they were only two of five, 40%. Uh, on the red zone uh, production as far as scoring touchdowns. I thought that was a big key while we were still in the game, even with those uh, short field turnovers. Yeah, look, Bobby, you're touching on some things that, that uh, you know, are the positives um, that you take away from this game. And there were some, there were some positive things on offense. Um, you know, we, I thought we ran the ball well, particularly in the second half. I thought that uh, uh, we did do some, some good things on third down offensively. Um, our pass protection was good. Uh, we had some receivers make big plays. And so on defense, you know, our red zone defense, you, you cited it already. That was good. Um, our third down defense, there was, there was a lot of good things, and yet they get negated when you have a turnover at your end of the field. You have a turnover when you're going to have positive. Uh, you're going to be in, in real good field position on the punt return. Um, and then the penalties. Uh, we're just look. I think they got five first downs uh, by penalty, and a bunch of those were on third down. When we had, you know, I think three times on their touchdown drive near the end of the game, I think there was three third down penalties that gave them first downs. And and whether we agree with the calls or not, they're they're, they're they continue the drive. And so, um, look, I would have liked our chances to get a stop there and then get into our four minute offense. I would have liked to. I would have uh, really liked our chances to win the game. But those are the things that are preventing us from, from winning the game. And, and look, it's, it's not the first time. It was turnovers uh, and penalties against Tampa and, and uh, uh, the same thing against Carolina. So we've got to get, we've got to find a way to correct that. that or, or, or we're not going to meet and make any of our goals. Now, uh, Mick, you're looking at with the Seahawks coming to town. Uh, they've actually been better uh, than I thought. And now, obviously you're dealing with NFL players and, and, uh, and I go way back with Pete Carroll. He was coaching defensive backs in Minnesota when I was playing. But uh, I'm looking at Geno Smith. I mean, I don't know. That's pretty impressive. 20 of 30, 320 yards. Uh, you might say, well, he's going against the line defense, but it's still an NFL defense. Uh, and then you look at that running back, Penny. He had 17 carries, 181 yards. So it seems like, uh, you better pack a lunch. It's, it's going to be a tough game with Seattle coming to New Orleans uh, come this Sunday at noon. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. And and Pete Carroll's, you know, look, they got a, a really good coaching staff. Their teams are well coached. And they're, they're going to generally, they're not going to beat themselves. You know, you're going to have to beat them. And so we're going to have to play. Um, we're going to play a really good game. And, and these are the kind of games where the most desperate team wins. And we have to be the most desperate team. We should be. Um, you know, sitting in one and three, we should be the most desperate team, and and we better be, or or we're not going to uh, we're not going to walk away with the victory. Mickey, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it, and uh, good luck this coming Sunday against Seattle. Yeah, I appreciate that, Mike and Bobby. And look, um, 
It's not uncommon for me to follow Randy Mueller, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thank uh, you, Vicky. Nice. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Take All care, right. guys. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 